This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Of course, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, or download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about e-commerce optimization and, and quite specifically, why are your carts so small? Basically, how you can grow your WooCommerce average order value. And in order to kind of tackle that discussion, we're going to be interviewing James Kemp of Iconic. James, welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. And for those listening, James today is going to be sharing his thoughts on what you can do to not only drive more customers to complete their orders, in other words, increase your conversion rate, but also have those customers essentially have carts overflowing with items that you or your customers, if you're an agency, um, that they want to buy. So, um, we're going to kick things off, and James, one of the first questions I always ask everybody is, uh, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with all this WordPress stuff? Yeah, um, I imagine it's fairly similar to most people's origin story. Um, I used to work for a web agency here in the UK. Um, we built a lot of websites, obviously, um, and it, I joined in 2009, so we kind of we were at the beginning of when WordPress was really starting to kick off. Um, so it, it came about that we started using WordPress alongside Magento. And one of the things that was lacking was the ability to 
uh, kind of mixed the two sites together. So at the time, WooCommerce wasn't really a thing. Um, I think there was a couple of e-commerce solutions for WordPress, but they weren't, you know, very big. So we used Magento on a lot of our sites and I built a plugin that allowed you to integrate elements of Magento into your WordPress site. Oh. So that, yeah, I mean, that, that's essentially how I started building plugins um, within the WordPress space. All right. Well, with, with a need comes some effort there, it sounds like. Um, and, you know, certainly a lot of our guests have had the agency kind of backdrop um, to their origin story. Um, 2009 and 2010 in particular were, were hot years. That's when custom post types and custom meta fields became more prevalent or came into existence. And WP Engine, a lot of companies in the ecosystem actually came about during that time frame as well. So um, it's kind of interesting to hear your story or originate back then. Um, switching gears to something maybe a little more current, um, I was wondering if you could briefly tell me about Iconic and in, in particular your sales booster plugin. Yeah, um, so Iconic is essentially a company that sells premium WooCommerce plugins. So we focus specifically on WooCommerce and we've got 12 to 13 premium plugins available. Um, with our latest one being Sales Booster, as you mentioned. So previously, a lot of our plugins focus on adding functionality or enhancing WooCommerce sites. Um, for example, we've got a plugin that does delivery slots and we've got plugins that allow you to customize your image gallery and things like that. So it's all very functional stuff. So with Sales Booster, we, we really wanted to focus on increasing the value of orders on WooCommerce sites, so bringing more revenue in for WooCommerce store owners, essentially. Um, and the way we do that with, with Sales Booster is a number of cross-selling techniques uh, throughout the shopping process. Yeah, I think that's interesting. That's one of the areas I think a lot of people overlook is when they think about optimizing their stores, they'll primarily focus on, well, how do I get those visitors from Google or an affiliate or whatever to convert and buy something? And often that low-hanging fruit of cross-selling, increasing your average order size uh, falls by the wayside, but that's actually uh, a very powerful way to grow. Um, I think it's also interesting to hear you talk about the your business's role in terms of optimizing WooCommerce and just all the different functionality you've released and, and have added through your products. And I think for me, that's one of the compelling parts of why choosing WooCommerce and WordPress for e-commerce in general is um, so powerful because you have the flexibility to choose products in the ecosystem, like what Iconic makes, but also, of course, to create your own. Um, unlike e-commerce systems that might be a little bit more um, kind of in, in, have guardrails on them. Um, so I think for me, that's part of the power. But I want to talk to you today, though, about specifically that notion of converting and, and kind of expanding on that and getting into, well, how do I actually get that average order size up? Um, but maybe we could start with the, the first part of that statement, meaning how do I, what are, what are some tips or I, observations or techniques that you've seen that you, you really like um, at getting those visitors to actually buy in the first place, kind of before the increasing average order size, but what are your favorite tips around converting visitors in a WooCommerce context? So there's a number of things. Um, 
which I tend to recommend. And one of the key things is the, the content of, of your product page really needs to sell your product and not, not only in the features of the product, but the way that that product is going to benefit you as a customer. Um, which is something that tends to get overlooked quite a lot. People will, will just list, you know, the features of their product. So if they're, if they're selling shoes, for example, they might say it's made out of leather, whereas it would be better to say, you know, it's hard wearing, it will last a long time, um, and really get across those benefits of a product rather than just the, you know, bullet-pointed features. Um, so that's one one key thing that I would, definitely recommend to to look at your content and just check that you're you're putting across the benefits uh, another thing is to uh, I guess it's what what they call social proof at the moment um, you know plenty of reviews and testimonials and you know having those testimonials with an avatar so you can actually see the person who's saying it uh, makes them a lot more believable there's a survey actually right now going on inside a Facebook group and they're talking about all the considerations people might make for hosting and they have, you know, speed and storage and support availability and things like that. But reviews was actually winning the survey at this point. So it's funny you mentioned uh, serendipitous in a way you mentioned that uh, actually now as, as part of that, um, which I think a lot of people don't fully understand. I think the benefit versus features thing is, I, I've seen to be more commonly uh, people are aware of, um, but the social proof, I, I think it's also left out a lot of the time, at least in what I've seen. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it's a, a, a key thing as well. Um, you know, if I'm shopping on Amazon, I pretty much always go like purchase an item, uh, an item based off of the reviews that I see. Um, yeah, people, oh, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, you, you can overdo that as well. You could, you know, if you've just got a list of five-star reviews for the product, that could put people off because they come across as fake. What do you? What are your thoughts? You know, I know the whole benefit versus feature um, argument, a very strong and accurate one. What about the notion of telling a story? I know a lot of uh, people I know kind of also take that a step further to kind of tell a story in their product description so people can kind of envision themselves using the product. Is that a technique that you've seen work well? I have seen that work well, yeah. Um, it's definitely, I think it's more compelling for the customer to read. Um, you know, if you're not telling a story, then your potential customers are just going to glance over and just kind of pick and choose what, what they're reading out of your description. If you're telling a story, uh, a story there's, there's more chance that they're going to start at the beginning, you know, read all of the content and stop at the end. I remember once we were moving offices in my agency days and we had to get rid of a lot of furniture. So we put ads on Craigslist and nobody bought anything, changed the pictures, prices, everything, um, nothing was moving. And then we changed the title of those posts um, to include a bit of a story, um, meaning that the black leather couch became, became a man cave black leather couch and kind of all these nuances to them and giving people that way to visualize the way they might use the product, I, I felt was the key because we actually ended up moving all of the furniture within 48 hours of making those changes. And to me, that's always stood out as this example that, hey, look, even just benefits isn't always enough. You kind of want to also deliver this story for the users so they can kind of envision themselves um, using the product. Um, 
these are great tips so far, James. Um, I want to dive in a little bit, though, to the cringeworthy stuff, the mistakes people make when optimizing, and then, of course, kind of move on to the how do we get those average order values up. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing James Kemp of Iconic about getting your average order size up in your WooCommerce store. James, before the break, we were talking about some high-level tips for conversion rate optimization. I want to kind of go the other angle for a minute, though. This is always a good learning point for me anyways, which is the things people do wrong. Um, what mistakes do you pe see people make when optimizing their WooCommerce stores for conversions? There's a few key mistakes that, that stand out to me. Um, one of them would be just having an overload of things to click and interact with. Um, you know, it's, it's important to keep the call to action pretty prominent on the page. And you can see pages that just have tons of buttons that, you know, take you every which way, um, which doesn't tend to help with getting your customer to actually make a purchase. 
Uh, another thing that I've seen a few times is the kind of headline of the page. Um, you see it a lot on these landing pages for SaaS products where you land on the page and the headline uh, kind of, they've tried to jazz it up a bit, but it, it loses the point of what the product actually does. And you, you don't really know what it does until you scroll through all the content and read the actual content. Whereas you should, you should know straight away from just reading that headline what you're in for. Isn't that kind of like push and pull though on the notion of making your benefits front and center? Like I think that's what those SaaS companies do. I definitely see that exposed on some of our landing pages even sometimes where it's like, hey, above the fold doesn't actually say what we do. It talks about these benefits, but like isn't that a push and pull? It is in a way. Um, I mean, I, I personally think that the, the headline straight away can be enticing, but it should be clear as to what you do. I think if it's too kind of cryptic, um, you know, a lot of people will just lose interest straight away. Yeah, I tend to fall in that same camp and it's always interesting to think of the, um, the way the content teams approach that in terms of being clear, but also kind of delivering these almost transcendent benefits for people and yeah. finding the way to squeeze all of that in into something that'll fit in a title field. It's definitely a tricky thing to do, um, which is why I think don't make your headlines too descriptive, to be honest. Um, it, or, you know, try and don't try to make them too adjecty, uh, adjectivity, I guess would be the way to phrase it. Sure, sure, sure. Any other high level mistakes you see people make like consistently that just makes you cringe? Uh, I tend to cringe when I see, you know, just a wall of text content. You know, you, you land on a page and you just, you're just presented with a huge essay of content that it's unlikely anyone's going to read that. And, um, you know, you, you really need to focus on that content and, and pull out those, those bullets. Yeah, I know that's always intimidating for me. I know that as I've optimized pages over the years, I, I tend to think of people in three groups, um, people that read every word and every detail, people that skim and people that almost read nothing. And it's funny because, again, it's kind of that push and pull where you're like, okay, look, I know I have people who, um, you know, want to read every detail. I know I only have people that read titles, and I know I only have people that maybe look at the image and just a brief little bit of product information. And it's almost like you kind of want to get to know your customers and understand who they are. I and mean, have you seen people, like, give options for that, like more details and things like that for those that want to read more? Like, what's a good way to handle that? I saw an interesting thing a while ago um, where the content of the page would be different depending on how you access that page. Um, you know, so if you came in from Google to a specific landing page uh, based on a certain search term and then you clicked through to the product page, the contents of the product page would be different based on where you came from, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, source-based personalization. I think it's funny that you bring that up because I think so many people think of personalization as this exercise and perfectly identifying every user, using artificial intelligence to perfectly deliver the right message at the right time. And um, of course, that can be aspirational for many people. But source-based, changing content based on source, 
is actually quite within reach for, for many people and can be extremely effective. I know that we use that um, at WP Engine for various contexts and it's super effective. That's a very interesting tip to addressing that issue. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it's a great way to you know, identify that customer based on, on where they came from. Exactly. And the, benefit, the other benefit is you don't even have to know who they are as an individual, which of course alleviates some of your privacy and data concerns as well. Doesn't yeah. uh, expunge them, but certainly alleviates some of the data you have to store, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, so it's interesting to hear about some of those mistakes. You know, I think again, for me, that's always a good learning opportunity. But we're here today really to talk about boosting the average order value, not just getting them to the end to convert, but actually with a nice full cart. Um, and again, I know you kind of mentioned earlier, that's one of the things Sales Booster focuses on. So I was hoping you could share some of your tips for boosting average order value. Um, how do you think about that? And then what are some of the techniques that you've either seen in Sales Booster or otherwise that you think are beneficial? Sure. Well, I mean, so Sales Booster is focused at the moment primarily on cross-selling. Uh, in the future, we're gonna, we're gonna add the ability to upsell as well. Um, so the difference between the two is that cross-selling, you're, you're suggesting to your customer other products based on what they're currently looking at or have currently added to their cart. Um, so for example, if they were buying a remote control car, you might suggest that they also purchase these batteries, which will accompany the product. Uh, whereas upselling would be if they're buying this remote control car, you might suggest that they buy this other remote control car, which is, you know, the new model, slightly more expensive, but is going to give them more for their money, basically. Um, so yeah, cross sales are a massive thing, uh, I think. And it's something that you see on pretty much all of the big e-commerce sites. So if we take Amazon, for example, when you're looking at a product on Amazon, you quite often see underneath the image, uh, customers frequently bought these together. And you can add all of those products to the cart at the same time with one click. Um, so that's something that Sales Booster brings to the table and allows you to do that within WooCommerce. And you'll notice on, on Amazon as well that they don't usually discount those bundles either. They're just, you know, this is the price of it and this is what you get, but you know, other people are buying it, so you should too. And, and that kind of cross-sell works really well. So why not, do you, do you think like discounting the bundle is a bad move or is this just depending on what you're selling and whether or not it's gonna get you the best results with the bundling? I think it's dependent, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think discounting is, is always a bad move. Um, but you know, if you're selling, if your bundle includes batteries, then there's not really much room to, to discount them anyway. Without. So how should people think about that cross-selling then? Like where is it appropriate to do the cross-selling? Is it, is it like as you're adding the product, like how I think Amazon does it? Do you do that like after they've added the product to the cart during the checkout? And maybe in the sense of Sales Booster, but just even beyond? Yes, yeah, so with Sales Booster, we, we tackled four areas. Um, so we've got the frequently bought together products that will be displayed on the product page before the customer has made any sort of interaction. Um, there's also the cross-selling that happens after you add the product to your cart. So you'll get you know, a modal that appears and says, you've just added this to your cart. Customers also bought these products and there's a list of the products that you can then add to your cart or you can simply close the modal and carry on as you were. 
Um, the third is an order bump at checkout. And my opinion is that these work really well. So before the uh, order summary towards the bottom of the page, or you know, before, before the place order button, um, you can present an offer to your customer based on what's in their cart. So this is a good point to offer a discounted product where you can simply click a checkbox and it adds it to your order straight away. So there's, you know, it's really simple to get that product added and it kind of gives that sense of urgency for the, for the user to actually add it at that point. So those sound like really good tips and obviously great places to kind of drop those cross sell offers. Um, obviously folks would probably test of course, to see where in their funnel would make the most sense. And I wanted to ask some questions around like, well, how do I choose my related products for this cross selling? Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more press this in just a moment. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce mobile marketing and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're in the middle of our episode around increasing your average order value in WooCommerce. I'm interviewing James Kemp with Iconic. James, right before the break, we were talking about kind of where you could place your cross-sell offers. In other words, you bought an RC card, you want some batteries. I'm curious, though, like how should people think about choosing what are those complementary products? I'm guessing Amazon, for example, might even automate some of that. Um, but like, how, how should people think about like, well, which ones do I choose? They actually go back to their old orders. Like, how do you think about that? There's a number of ways, really. Um, 
So with Sales Booster, automating those suggestions is something that we're going to be adding. Um, so we'll essentially automate the process of looking through past orders and seeing what, what has been bought together frequently, um, which I think is going to be a great addition to the plugin. But, you know, the other thing you can do is, is basically test and just see what works. I mean, my, my opinion with cross-selling is that the product that you're cross-selling would need to be either a similar price to the product that they're buying or cheaper. You know, I wouldn't try and cross-sell something that's more expensive than what they're buying. Um, you essentially just want to top up the value of their, or, uh, their order by a percentage. You know, not, it doesn't need to be double the price of their order, for example. Oh, like if I bought car wax, you wouldn't say, do you also want to buy a Ferrari? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little stretchy there. Exactly. But the other way around, it works perfectly. So um, think of the cross-sells as products potentially, ideally cheaper than what they're purchasing. Um, and then essentially leverage your old order data to kind of get insights into that. I'm guessing you're also probably like using your instincts and like specialized knowledge to say, I know that a lot of people didn't buy these things together, but you really should because of some reason. Um, so it, I'm guessing it's not just based on data. It's also based on what you might recommend. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the plugin sales booster, for example, will give you the data on how many people have seen this offer. Um, how many people have actually added it to their cart based on the impressions. And that gives you the opportunity to, you know, shuffle the offers around and, and focus it on priorities. So it will always choose the top offer based on your cart content. ABT, always be testing. I love it. Um, exactly. Okay. So let's shift gears to upselling. Um, how do you think about that differently than the cross-selling piece? Isn't that kind of the same or is it, how do you think they're different? It's similar, but you've got to convince a customer to purchase a different product to what they want to purchase, um, which, which could either be easier or harder, I guess. It, it depends on what the product is. But um, you know, if you're buying an iPhone and you've got a certain budget in mind, um, if you were to then upsell them a later model of the iPhone, with a discount, which brings it to a similar price, probably more expensive to the one they're buying, um, then the chances are you could close that sale. But if you were trying to upsell, you know, a MacBook instead of an iPhone, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. So in that notion, trying to get them to kind of replace one thing with another, would upsells be more appropriate before they add it to the cart, or do you see there is an opportunity to do it within the cart or checkout process? I think there's opportunity to do it in the cart and checkout process. One, one of the proven places to put it is actually after they've placed the order, you know, after they've actually paid for their product. Um, oh, really? That, I would, that would be like the last place I would think to go try that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it works really well. We have that feature in the plugin uh, for cross sales where the offer appears after you click place order. It doesn't happen after the transaction yet, um, but it happens after they actually, you know, show that intent to purchase the order. I'm but guessing yeah, in these scenarios, you're going to want this like super automated, right? It's not like you would say, okay, remove it from your card and add this other one, right? All of this Yeah, it, it needs, it needs to be one, one click essentially. Um, and, and you want to avoid them having to enter any further details. You know, you just want them to say, uh, this product's even better than what you just bought. You know, it's, we've got a discount right here, right now for you. Click to add it to your cart and, you know, replace or click to replace the order you just made, basically. 
So it's just one click. Very interesting stuff. I mean, I wish we had a lot more time to cover this. Obviously, it's a very deep topic, but out of everything we've talked about today, um, just quickly, what is the like number one thing you think people should kind of take away from what you've said? Uh, well, I don't want to keep going over it, but, but I think the key thing is the content on the product page. You know, the content that's there is, is what is selling this product to your customer. Um, you know, another great thing you can do is to have live chat on your page so that if your customer has any questions, they can just drop you a message. Um, yeah, just nailing that content is, is key for me. I love both of those tips. I always say words are the most powerful weapon in A-B testing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So love that. Love that. Well, James, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. It was great. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what James is up to, you can check it out at iconicwp.com. Our next episode of Press This will be next Tuesday. So thanks everyone for listening today. This has been the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.